Have you dreamed of bigger things for your life? Then you are in the right place. Each week, you will be given tips on how to change your inner dialogue, conquer your goals, and ways to step into a higher version of yourself. I'm your host, Lauren Kubat. I'm a motivational speaker who hosts personal development events. I'm a sought-after fitness instructor, a wife, and a mom of two young boys. I'm obsessed with all things personal development, and I believe anyone can achieve the life they want. Let the Become Your Vision podcast be the inspiration you need to step into greater things. Now let's go. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. This is post Memorial Day weekend. I hope you had a really nice, beautiful, long weekend. It is here. It is hot here in Charleston. Oh my gosh. It's already been up to 93. We are recording this the Friday before. Well, I guess like, technically it's the weekend, but um, Memorial Day actually didn't start, but we're getting ready to gear up for that. And I just hope you guys had an enjoyable weekend. Uh, today on the show, I have Susan Perkins. She is 42 years old and grew up in Tewksbury, Massachusetts. She grew up playing sports right on through high school and into college until she switched paths from sports to drugs and alcohol. They took over her life and the following 10 years were pretty much a blur. Susan decided she needed a change and moved to Charleston in December of 2011 with just over one year of sobriety, but relapsed in 2013. Susan then found her way again in October 2015. Shortly after she became a member of Gold's Gym and felt part of something like she belonged, she met amazing instructors and other amazing people who became her biggest support system. Now, five years later, Susan is an instructor and goes the extra mile to make everyone feel welcome because she knows the impact instructors had on her life and she hopes to do the same. Thank you, Susan, for joining in today. Well, thank you so much for having me. Yes, of course. So she's a fellow instructor at a different gym here in Charleston. What classes do you teach? Um, right now I teach spin, um, grit, and body pump. Okay, so tell us about what is grit. Grit is a high-intensity interval training class. Okay. So it's a, it's a Les Mills class. I'm not sure if you're familiar with, uh, with Les Mills or not. Yeah. Um, so it is a high-intensity interval training class. It's only, only 30 minutes. That's what I tell everybody. Yeah. Um, yeah, it'll get your heart rate up and you'll be in the zone for about 30 minutes. It's, it's pretty amazing when it's over. <laughs> yeah. When it's over. Right. I like how you added that in. I, I love personally, I don't teach any hit classes I used to uh, several years ago. Um, but when I do my own workouts on the days that I'm not instructing, I love doing hit training because it gets that heart rate up, um, is great for your metabolism and just everything like you can add strength in there cardio you can make it what you want it uh, to be but um i think that just makes you well rounded so i'm sure that's super super fun to teach so um first let's get started so we have a mutual connection um john from oblique magazine uh how do you know john how did you get affiliated you were featured in the magazine correct I was on the back cover for the latest one, and okay. then uh, my manager had reached out to John because she knows my story. Oh. And had mentioned it to John, and John reached out to me asking me if I'd be willing to share my story, so that'll be coming out in the next, the next release. Oh, that's so exciting. Yeah, he, he's a great guy. Makes you feel super, super comfortable. Right. Yep. Yeah. So let's get into, so um, let's start. 
um, you said you played sports when you were younger, correct? Right. Okay. What kind uh, of sports? Yeah, did you play? I grew up. I have two brothers, so I have an older brother and a younger brother. So it was just kind of that's what we did. But um, I grew up playing baseball, softball, and basketball. And right through uh, high school, I was field hockey, basketball, and softball. That's all I did. It was just everything was sports. Mm -hmm. Sports, and then I went off to college and I played um field hockey and ice hockey that came out of nowhere but yeah ice hockey in college yeah, <laughs> yeah. pretty intense sport. playing sports that's where I was comfortable I didn't have like big groups of friends so that was my jam <laughs> yeah, the camaraderie there um mm -hmm. and, and like so I don't are you familiar with broom ball no. <laughs> okay. So everybody <laughs> mentioned that. Okay. It's uh, my husband started playing broom ball. So we're, we're from Chicago. So, you know, the Hawks, um, he just loved watching hockey, but in Indiana, when we lived there for about six years, there was this sport called broom ball. You need to look it up after this interview. I will. <laughs> it's interesting. So you have these, um, the shoes, they almost look like moon boots. And then you have this stick. It's not a broom. Everybody's like, oh, you play with a broom. It, um, I don't even know, like this, um, like it has a plastic, I almost want to say like a, a square end, but not quite a square. And you hit the ball with this and it's, you play on the ice, but um, that it's hard. Like that's a lot of cardio. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds a little crazy. You know, with a little balance when you're on skates with, um, wait, did you say field hockey or like ice hockey? Both. I played oh. field hockey. Okay. My brother was an, was a hockey player. So we grew up, um, down the street at the, the end of our street on the pond playing ice hockey all the time during the winter. Okay. So I already knew how to skate and then I just happened to, I don't know how I joined an ice hockey team in college, but it happened. <laughs> yeah. In Massachusetts. So it's cool. It's <laughs> <laughs> you're a native to the cold like we are. I'm like, yeah, I don't miss yeah. I don't I don't miss the cold at all. Okay. So let's segue. I mean, let's let's get right into your story. So you said um you were playing sports and then how did you get involved? You was drugs first, was alcohol first, was it kind of both at the same time? How explain that to us? Um it was weird. I was fine in high school. Uh, only drank a couple times uh, my senior year, and then I went to college. And I don't know what changed, mm -hmm. but there's just, I mean, you go to college and you know how it is. I mean, if you've been to college, there's just a lot more there. Yeah. There's a lot more. And I was far enough away from home that I didn't have to worry about anything. And um, so those first, you know, right when you get to college, you start drinking. That's, mm -hmm. that's what you're doing. And then you know, we just start smoking, you know, you smoke weed and then everything else kind of comes into play. You start doing shrooms, you start getting ecstasy, you're introduced to Coke. And then, I mean, by the time my sophomore year rolled around, I was already on academic probation. I was kicked off the, the field hockey team. I was kicked off the ice hockey team. And so I just went back to the drugs and alcohol. And that's where it, I mean, it just, it just started out of nowhere pretty much. It really? just, so your family really quick really really quick wow wow now so did your family was there did this run in your family at all did anybody have any like addictions or um? addictions run in the family um 
my one of my uncles monk one of my uncles is an alcoholic so um my mom had seen the signs i mean she called me out my sophomore year in college yeah and i'm like no i'm not you know i'm just just a sophomore in college that's what we do in college this is what we do you know but um god my family's been saying it for years like everybody knew everybody knew really I just, just the signs were there. I remember one time in my sophomore year, my mom came up to visit and everywhere she opened is an empty bottle of vodka. She's like, what, what is happening? What, what's happening? You know? Yeah. And then at vacation, she knew I got kicked off all the teams and I mean, they knew, mm. but it just kept on getting worse. Yeah. yeah. So were you, did you get involved with other people were they like that were outside of the sports you were playing or were these team members or No, I was pretty much I mean I would drink I would just drink by myself. I would drink with people that lived on my floor. I would drink with friends, but I was drinking all the time. I would just go back to my room and drink. I didn't need to have anybody there, you know. I just I was I'd sit there by myself and just drink. Yeah. You know, so I didn't have like a big group of friends that I was hung around with. It was, I was more of a loner, just like in high school and then went to college. I didn't have like a huge group of friends, but, um, drugs I pretty much did on my own and drinking. If we went to parties, we drank. If not, then I was sitting in my dorm room drinking. (laughs) Now, did you feel like usually when people, um, you know, drink or do drugs, it's a, a way to like escape? Do you feel like you were depressed or lonely or like something to do just to pass the time? I think it's always, I know depression runs in our family. I don't, I'm not going to say I was depressed, but I was definitely, there was something. Yeah. I mean, I was depressed sometimes and I knew that when I was drinking more, um, anxiety runs in the family. So that was always, that was always there. But yeah, I mean, I didn't have like a, like I said, I didn't have like a tight knit group of friends where you could just kind of turn to someone and talk to people. So there was that too. So it was just kind of everything all in one. Yeah. You know, so. Right. Now, what did your family do when your mom was going through your drawers and, you know, you were suspended and all of that? Uh, Well, there really wasn't much. I mean, I saw I got kicked off the teams, but I was still... I was still in college. I remember my, my dad came up junior year and tried to tell me that I had to move home. That didn't happen. Yeah. And then I know I just kept doing it. They didn't really have a say in it. I mean, I was paying for a good chunk of it and mm-hmm. come senior year, it just got worse. You know, I didn't have to, I just didn't go to classes and never ended up graduating. So yeah. I, I mean, yeah, they weren't, they weren't too thrilled with it. Right. <laughs> Well, how did you like to like feel during this? Do you, did you feel like, Oh, I really want to stop. Or you just like, you just didn't, you know, care. Cause honestly, I, differently. I didn't care. I, yeah. I did. Should have. When you look back on it now, it's like, wow, I wasted four years. And I tell people still, I still joke about it. And it's just like, Oh, make sure you go to college. It was like the best four years of my life. It's where I had like the most fun. Like that's what I had in college. Yeah. I'm that. It was stupid. But that's your journey. I remember, I mean, the same. I went to school and that's what you you did. 
Um, But, uh, you know, in, in college, I had a lot of anxiety, social anxiety specifically. And it was like, okay, anytime we went to a party or whatever, it was like, for me, it was like, you know, and I'm, you know, my, my journey is different than yours, but it was, um, just to like cover up my anxious feeling. And the more I drank, the more comfortable I felt, you know, but then the next day when you yep. drink a lot, you feel like crap. Yeah. 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 You feel, but you want to talk to people like I need to have a couple of drinks first. Right. You know, yeah. you like going out, but if I'm going to go out, I need to be half in the bag before I get there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. yep. Okay. So talk about, post-college so what did that look like so you you didn't graduate right 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 I was um credit I don't I'm not even sure how many but it it wasn't a lot I mean my grades were horrible so I was surprised (laughs) so about five or six credits short of graduating um I remember my parents and a couple of my friends drove out to because they were gonna allow me to walk yeah but uh so they drove all the way down to my college and they're sitting there and I walked out onto the field. Lauren, I think I was there about a minute, got up and walked off the field and spent the whole graduation ceremony in the bathroom because I was so hungover from all the drugs and alcohol from the night before. Wow. So that was a nice long ride home after with my mom. So that was good. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was fun wake up call, like, or maybe just like, this is unbearable. <laughs> just leave me. Yeah. 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 So, you know, it took a couple of days. I think I got over that hangover, but honestly, the, after that, it was just, I moved so many times. Like I always held a job. Yeah. Always had a full-time job, always went to work. And no matter what I did the night before, always went to work. So I always had that. I was always good there, but I moved so many times cause I kept getting evicted. Uh, from places and it was just it was a long it was 10 years of it was 10 years of hell pretty much from going from one place to the next and honestly I really don't remember a lot of it yeah. it was just horrible yeah now do you p- think people because that's pretty remarkable showing up to work and you know working through a, you know a shift that's a long time when you're like hung over all the time and then doing it all the time, you probably just, you know, you felt like that. So it wasn't any different, right? Like you're like, this is my normal. What, what is being sober, you know? Yeah. Um, so do you feel like, do you think your managers or anybody at work had any clue? Or did they oh my, everybody knew. <laughs> they I would have the day. How much do you drink? Do you, do you think you have a problem? Like these are coworkers. Um, the first time I went to detox, my manager sent me from work to detox, um, twice, actually twice. He sent me to detox. So every, it wasn't a secret. Everybody knew you could tell. I mean, there were times I went to lunch and I was told when, uh, when you come back from lunch, can you not smell like alcohol? Mm. Sure. Yeah. You know, it wasn't a, it wasn't a big secret. <laughs> So were you embarrassed or no? No. No. Nope. Yeah. I'm just, I'm going home and drink. You guys do what you want to do, but I'm going to do what I want to do. And right. I'm into work. So yeah. Like you know? who are you to judge me type of thing? Yeah, pretty much. I'm going to do my job. You do your job. Yeah. So what, okay. So you, you, there were a couple relapses, right? So what, what drove you those times 
to become sober? Like what was that defining moment? Those first times, um, it wasn't really my choice, Mm. you know? So, um, like the first time I went to detox, I'm, I got picked up from detox that first time I went in and, uh, we stopped at the store on the way home so I could pick up alcohol. So, I mean, it was, I wasn't ready. Yeah. I wasn't ready. So, and it's like all those times I felt like I was almost pressured into doing it. Mm-hmm. And I thought maybe I was ready, but I mean, you're either ready or you're not. Mm-hmm. So you can't just, you're not going to quit if you're not ready. So I made it a couple of times, like a month here, three months there, four months there. But when I moved down here, I, I thought I was good. You know, I had that whole year and, uh, apparently I wasn't ready. <laughs> you move here. Um, it was a strange thing. It was, uh, one of my best friends from college had actually, she lives in Charleston mm-hmm. and, uh, she called me one day and we were just shooting the shit and, uh, she's, her roommates were moving out and she needed a roommate. So mm-hmm. she's like, you can move here. And I started laughing. I was like, yeah, okay, I'm going to move to Charleston. Sure. And I mentioned it to my older brother because uh, we were like best friends. I, like he knows everything, you know, he's like the type of person I don't care about telling anything to. And I remember talking to him that night and he told me, and he's like, Sue, you need to go. Mm. And I was like, why? He's like, you need to leave. Mm. And I was like, oh, Mike's telling me I should go. I should probably move. Yeah. So that was it. Uh, I put in my notice at work and like two months later, here I was in Charleston. Wow. So what did, did your best friend know what you were struggling with? Um, she did. Um, she knew I was sober. Like I'd been down a couple times to visit. There was a couple of us. We, you know, made a couple trips down, like just the college girls or whatever. So like all my friends knew. Um, and I wasn't, I didn't drink when I was living there. I, I didn't last long there. You know, she was one of those friends that not one of those people I could live with. Mm, yeah. Like have those friends you just can't live with. Yeah. So I ended up out. So I ended up with my own place. And uh it was about uh less than a year. And I just remember sitting there one day and it just you're depressed, you're lonely again because you're all by yourself. I didn't have a license. I came down here without a license because I had a couple DUIs before I moved down here. Yeah. So I mean nowhere to go. Right. Yeah. Just what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this, um, so then what happened after that? So in 2015, you, this is when you became sober for good, correct? Yeah. So far so good. And, uh, I don't know what it was. I remember sitting there and I was drinking with one of my friends one day and I was just like, I need to, this got to stop. It's got to stop. I can't do this. And, and I woke up that next morning and I was like, this is it. Yeah, this, I mean, this is it. I, I, knew it was, I knew it was time and I knew I was ready. And, and yeah, that was the day. And uh, so far, so good. <laughs> yeah, so it just, it like clicked. Yeah. It, yeah, I, I wanted to, like, I knew I wanted to. Like, mm-hmm. It was just, you get sick of feeling like that mm-hmm. all the time. And um, my, nobody knew back at home. Like, none of my friends knew. My family didn't know that I relapsed and that relapse was almost, it was like two and a half years. And my family thought I was sober like that whole time. Oh, wow. You know, so now you're, you're still drinking and everything and, uh, and to hold that secret. Cause I mean, there were times I had gone home 
Yeah. And I had gone out drinking and I was staying at my mom's house and she didn't even know she does now, but <laughs> wow. uh, so I, I don't know. I guess I just knew I knew yeah. I was ready. Yeah. And yeah. And then next morning I woke up and I'm like, yeah, we're doing this. Wow. It's happening. It's happening. So yeah. Yeah. So what was like day one, like, I, and how did you find, cause in, um, how did you find fitness? Because I know that it has been a huge journey for you. So can you talk about that? Um, after I got sober, uh, it actually like everything changed. It was weird. I got promoted at work. Um, so I got transferred and I was over, I was working for Harris Teeter and I got transferred over to a store in James Island. And I was talking to one of my coworkers and she was saying something about going to Gold's Gym and she's like, oh, you should come and try this spin class. I'm like, what the hell is spin? Mm. You know, she's like, oh, what's this class with the bike? And I was like, all right, sure. So I finally got talked into going and, uh, oh my God, I was dreading it. Like <laughs> I get to go to the gym and sit on this bike. Oh God. It's going to be uncomfortable. So, I'm like, yay, you know. So we get there and we're taking this class and I walk in and the girl just, the instructor just comes right up to me and introduces herself, uh, gets my bike set up. Everything was good. I'm like, all right, I feel comfortable. You know, this is good. Lauren, I left that day like drenched, mm-hmm. drenched and I was so happy. Mm. Like I, I felt like a million bucks. Like you got that, uh, that rush after class and I was like, oh my God, that was amazing. You know? So I signed up to be a member on my way out that day. And uh, I think it's all just, I just kept going back. And you meet all these new people and the instructors get to know you. And I kept going back because every time I go to a class, the instructor would be like, hey, Sue. And I turn and be like, oh my God, they remember my name. Yeah. I feel like, like they're part of, like I, like I was part of something, mm-hmm. you know? So you're going to keep going back because that person knows you. Then they see you and you're like, hey, Sue, you come to class? Well, yeah, I am. Now I am. Now I'm going to go. Yeah. You know, but I always stood in the back. You know, no need to stand at the front because I'm still that shy girl. I'm surprised I'm doing this. So, yeah. Yay. Um, yes. Yay you. So, girl, even now, even when I take a class and I'm an instructor, I stand in the back. Really? Still stand in the back. It's the weirdest thing. I, I will talk to everybody in that class, but I will stand in the back row. No way. Isn't that strange? That is strange because... Yeah. I, I'm an instructor, obviously, but when I take other classes, I like to be, uh, you know, in front. I don't know why. Oh. It's just, yeah. Not me. Anybody looking at me? I don't want them to see what I'm doing. Yeah. But I'm going to teach a class and not have any problems, but I take the same exact class and I know the choreography and I will stand in the background. <laughs> no way. Wow. Now, okay, so when you do instruct, you don't feel, do you feel nervous? Um... I get nervous, excited, nervous. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, no, it's weird. Like we were talking before, like you get up in front of the class and like every, something changes, mm-hmm. something just clicks. You put the microphone on, that music starts and you're like, I got this. Yeah. And you look at them and they're what motivate me because you're looking at them knowing that they're looking at you yeah. and you're like, I- all right, we're, we're going to do this. And I don't know what it is. I, com- I completely become a different person every time I get up there. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. I love every single class. There could be one person, there could be 20 people, but it just, 
I don't know, just something about getting up there. It's, yeah. it's different. <laughs> I feel the same way. And it's like, almost like an outer body experience. You know that it's not about you. It's about them. Right. You know, they're on. So I think that's what makes it easier. It's because you're like, I'm not taking this class or whatever. I'm not taking, this is for them. How can right. I? have them reach a higher version of themselves and let go of any limitations because nine times out of 10, they come into the class and they're either like, they're nervous because they're new, right? Um, They're intimidated. They are self-conscious. They are maybe tired and dealing with um, whatever and stress outside of life, Mm -hmm. outside of class in life. And it's like, okay, what can I say? And how can I make them realize that they're here now and then that, that they matter, you know, because um, much like you, I started taking my fitness journey started when, I, I mean, I really didn't play sports. I, I was in dance, but I worked through high school. Um, you know, I was a loner, didn't have a lot of friends or anything like that. Um, I seem extroverted, but I'm an outgoing extrovert. I always say like, I love my alone time. I much prefer being inside. Uh, Yeah. Don't call me, text me. Like, I don't want to be talking on the phone, you know, things like that. But um, yeah, so I started taking fitness classes and then it, um, it was like medicine for me. So what was it? Okay. So you were addicted to this, right? And then do you feel like that helped you with your sobriety? Oh, it definitely did. It, it filled I had something else to do now. So um, when I first started going back, I joined, I joined a grit team because back then it wasn't just like a fitness class. You had to join a team. Mm. So I joined a grit team. Um, so there's like 10 people on this team. We had our instructor and we did this class um, twice a week and it was an eight week program. So 16 classes. Mm. So you same people twice a week and like I had to go I paid money for this so I'm, I'm gonna go to that class right from um, I missed one and that night the instructor actually reached out to make sure hey you okay and I was like wow this is so cool like, they actually care about me right um, like it all these little things you know what I mean um, just made me want to do more and then one of the instructors just saw more in me than I thought there was there you know and she's like you should become an instructor you should try body pump and i was like are you kidding me i stand in the back of the row of like every single class i go to and you want me to go to a training to become an instructor right her and i was like she crazy what i do i go home and i signed up and i was like what are you doing like i was so nervous i had to call my mom and like what do i do yeah she's like He's like, worst case scenario, you do the training, you just don't teach just if it's not something you want to do. And I was like, oh yeah, mom's right. Because mom's always right. Yeah. Like, all right. So I did it. And I remember the first day I got up there in front of the class and I'm just looking at everybody. And I was like, oh my God, what is happening? <laughs> oh my God, what is happening? Then you find that one person in class who knows you and they're like, you can do it. Just, just go, just go. And you're like, okay. You know? So. Yeah. I don't know. It just, every little things from multiple people um i don't just kind of push me so i make sure that i do all those little things right you know i 
learn, they can, you can ask anybody in my classes, I will learn your name. The first thing I'm going to do when you walk in the door is what's your name? What's your name? What's your name? And I know pretty much everybody. And then when you're not there in class, I'll find out why. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know? Like, don't tell her where you are on Facebook because she'll find you. And I'm like, I will find you. You know? <laughs> I'm that person. But yeah. you all keep back. So it's all good. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that. Now, how long have you been teaching? I've been teaching three, three and a half years, just about three and a half years. Three and a half years. Yeah. yeah. And do your, the people that take your class, have they heard your story or anything like that? Some have, um, yeah. not scared to share it. If people ask about it, some people have heard about it. Um, I've actually had, um, people come up and share their story with me. Mm. Uh, so I've made connections yeah. through that. Amazing. Cause you can, you know those people, so you're going to make sure that, you know, I'm going to make sure they're okay. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, you're, you're kind of checking in on them, make sure that everything's good. Yeah. And, well, different stories, but they all, I mean, everybody has a story. Everybody has a story. Oh, exactly. You know, everybody has one. Oh, for sure. And it's like when you take the time to um, open up to mm -hmm. and the people and let your guard down, you realize, oh, you know, and sometimes you're like, oh, I think, you know, you had this impression of this person. You're like, I was so off, you know, big time. One of, um, one of my close friends opened up one time and I was like, are you serious? Yeah. Who knew? Like, I didn't know, like, really? So it's like little things, but then you, you just meet more and more people and it's, it's pretty, it's pretty awesome. Cause you know, you're not the only one going through this. Yeah. And at the same place, and then you meet these other people that you know, and you're like, all right, keep coming back. You know, you got yeah. this. I get you back, you know? And it's, it's a journey, just like, you know, it's, it's cliche, but exercise, it's a journey. It's not a destination, much like life. It's like <laughs> you're constantly having shit happen, right? Things right. Happen and you're figuring out as you go. It's like you don't you know, you just, you pivot, you take a detour and you get back up and yeah, it's, it's, um, very similar exercise, right. To just life in general, like, yep. you know, you might be a runner and then a few years later you're onto something else because you've suffered a knee injury or whatever it is, you know, yep. you change as a person, you no longer like running or whatever it is. So, <laughs> So this hasn't happened to me before, but we have like, it's like telling me you need to upgrade. Cause I think we had technical difficulties before we start. So I think technically there's three users. And if you have more than two, you have to upgrade after um, an hour and we're coming up to that hour mark. So I'm trying to squeeze in everything we can in this short amount of time. And I need to need to shut up so we can finish these questions. But um, let's see, what would you tell people who are on that same sobriety journey that you were on? Just, just keep living, just keep living life. Just, you know, find something to fill the void and you just gonna fill the, you gotta fill the void, find a group of supporters. I found some of the most amazing friends after I moved here and all my friends are from the gym and they're like the biggest support group I think I've ever had. And I know I'm, I'm fine. I know I'm good. Yeah. You know, um, I can get up tomorrow and I know I'm not going to drink just because of the people that are in my life. So yeah, to find, find that group, find that support and 
find something to fill the void. Wow. So you, you don't like ever have that urge to drink? I mean, you have, I'm not going to say I've never. Yeah. Had the, yeah. And I always will. And certain triggers, you always, there's always triggers. Right. You know, I mean, just having a nice warm day and you're sitting at the beach. I'm not going to lie. Some days you're just like, oh man, I wish I could have a drink. But you you have those triggers. But if you know if you had that support system and have that group around you, you're, you're okay. Yeah, that's amazing. I love that. Now, where can listeners find you? Oh, at Gold Gym all the time. We practically live there. <laughs> Gold, Gold Gym. Island. Come see me. I work the front desk. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I love it. I, I quit my other job and I work at Gold's. Um, so I work at the front desk. So I will learn your name and... I see you come in. I'm going to say hi to you. And I see you leave. I'm going to say hi to you. So I teach my classes before I start work. And then I teach classes after I finish work. So I'm, I'm there all the time. <laughs> and what about on Instagram? Are you active there? Well, Instagram, I, I don't have a lot on there, but I am on there. So it's uh, Susan Perkins, one, two, three, zero, if you want to follow me. But uh, yeah, there's not much going on. Just some, just some crazy pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I will leave that in the show notes if you're you're cool with that. But I just want to say thank you so much for your transparency. And I think listeners, wh- whatever journey they're on, they are going to definitely find inspiration in your story. So I just I appreciate you. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, of course. So if you guys love the show, please make sure you leave a review. Um, tag me on Instagram, tag Susan on Instagram. It's a way to show support. The The show is free. So by writing a review and uh, tagging me on Instagram, show support. Remember, you guys, you got this. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a beautiful day. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you love this episode, make sure you are subscribed so you know when more episodes come available. My goal is to inspire others to become their vision, and one way to get the word out is with reviews. I would really appreciate it if you left an honest review on iTunes, and it would mean so much to me. Thanks again, and remember to go after the life you want. Bye, guys. Bye.